Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. On today's show, we are joined by a familiar favorite to all of you CR listeners, our friend, formerly of Midwest Sports, now of Tennis Point, Dave Limke, who, of course, hasn't changed jobs, just simply changed monikers as the transition from Midwest Sports to Tennis Point now officially complete. We talk about that transition, why nothing changes for you fans out there. You can still find all of the best gear, all of the best products at formerly MidwestSports.com, now Tennis-Point.com, dash meaning the symbol, not the spelling. Again, Tennis-Point.com. And of course, we talk about how you're going to be able to see the typical setup at the Western and Southern Open, which of course announced that it is going to be at full capacity this year. We are so excited for all of that. And of course, as always, we are eternally grateful to all of you Cracked Rackets listeners, all of our Patreons out there, and of course, our friends now at Tennis point again you guys know tennispoint.com for all of the best equipment at all of the best prices but with that in mind let's get to my conversation with the one and only and our friend dave limke who's your trusted source when it comes to your facility questions concerns and needs ours is hard true the world's largest manufacturer of tennis court surfaces, equipment, and accessories for over 90 years. Partner with their trusted team of experts, along with collegiate greats Jamie Loeb, Alex Rybakov, and Dustin Taylor to bring the surface provider of over 30 professional events annually to your facility. Whether it's the red clay of the Houston ATP, the green clay courts of the Charleston WTA, or the official hard court of World Team Tennis, Hartrue has you covered. If you're looking to build a court, convert a hard court to clay, or simply resurface your hard court, work together with Hard True in their mission to lead the tennis industry by creating better places to play. To learn more about their state-of-the-art surfaces, along with their catalog customizable on-court accessories, check out hardtrue.com or call 877-442-7878 today. That's hardtrue.com or 877-442-7878 today. Joining us on the podcast once again today, a returning champion here on our Crack Racket shows, our friend from Midwest Sports and now Tennis Point, Dave Limke. Dave, welcome back to the show. It's been far too long. How are you doing? Hey, Alex. Doing all right. Uh, you know, weather's warming up and, uh, you know, things are opening opening up a little more here in Ohio. So, uh, so good news there. And uh, got some great news about the Western Southern Open for this year as well, that they're going to be... Uh, running that at 100% capacity. So we're, uh, we're really excited about that. Um, you know, having taken uh, 2020 off from, uh, from the Western and Southern Open. So yeah, we're really excited to, uh, to sort of uh, re- reemerge at the tournament this year and uh, with the, uh, the Tennis Point brand and full, uh, full force. So we're, uh, we're looking forward to that. So just really busy right now. <laughs> oh, that's half the fun. I always say, you know, sleeping is for July because that's that in-between month where it's like, all right, you kind of have a few weeks to play with. Like, you know, for us here at Cracked Rackets, it's we go NCAA tournament straight into the French Open, and then we have like a little bit of a lull, which of course is happens mm-hmm. to be when my dad's birthday is, when Father's <laughs> Day is. Those are back-to-back <laughs> days this year. And so I'm like, all right, I'll sneak in a home visit then. It'll be perfect. But you know, I, we always go on a few tangents whenever you're on the podcast. That's half the fun. One tangent <laughs> yes. I have for you to start because you're a Midwest man at heart, as am I. 
How difficult is the transition from indoors to outdoors for you uh, in terms of just playing tennis at this stage? Because I'm so frustrated with myself that I still haven't mastered the transition. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's not too bad. I mean, I think we've we've hit on this before, and I I, I mentioned that I I prefer playing outside. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up that way. Um, you know, I grew up uh, in a in a small suburb in Cincinnati that didn't have a ton of access to indoor clubs, so. I played outside, you know, a fair amount. I grew up playing baseball too, riding bikes and all that stuff, or BMX and all those, all those fun things you do outdoors. So I, I just I prefer being outside. Um, I'd say the biggest adjustment I have to make is going from indoors to an outdoor clay court, um, okay. because that surface tra- transition is definitely an adjustment. And I think you know, even seeing the players on uh, on the French Open, you, you know, you see some players maybe getting a little dinged up and. Um, you know, I saw Barty withdrew with, with some hip issues and, you know, while play can be easier on your body, it can also kind of wear you out a little bit too, if you're not used to it or just not prepared for it. And, uh, I think that's the biggest thing that I, uh, that I, that I struggle with, with that transition. No, for me, it's anything above the head, just looking up into the sky to have to hit an overhead, uh, yeah. hit a serve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And then you breathe. You're breathing harder too, right? You're just like it, it is. It's it's funny. This is stupid. I used to watch this video from Virginia Tennis, and a coach was saying like indoors, you have no excuse to not track down every ball because it's indoor tennis. The conditions are perfect. Control. Like outdoors, you start to breathe a little harder. Yeah, no, and I, and I think sometimes too, depending on the outdoor court you're playing on, they can be in a a various state of uh, disrepair. You know, you might have a few cracks in the line lines or uh you know maybe they haven't been swept in a while so there's a little dust on there sometimes the you know the maintenance is a little more lax on an outdoor court um but again depending on where you're playing but uh but no i still i just enjoy being outside and uh you know that's that's part of it for me i usually have a ball cap on anyway so that that helps with the sun and uh lets me uh maybe minimize the excuses i have to make for missing an overhead but uh <laughs> but definitely definitely some more things to deal with outside and then we've got cicadas right now too so i have to I have to worry about those now too, but uh, uh, that's only every seventeen years, so uh, yeah, I'm not too often. <laughs> I was gonna say this is my first experience, so I'm I'm just acclimating myself with them, and yeah, they are. Yeah, it's bug season. It is what it is. Yeah, that tells you I am under the age of thirty-four. <laughs> um, but yeah, which I don't think is a shock to anyone. But no, this is really just again an excuse for me to share the story because I was in Orlando and it was ninety-eight degrees every freaking day, and I'm a Michigan man, just not built for that heat. And I would say it's about day eight when the Florida State women's tennis head coach, Jennifer Hyde, lovely human being, comes up to me very kindly. And it was at like 3 p.m. during the day. And she's like, oh, hey, Alex, how are you doing? And at that point, my brain was just mush. And so without thinking, the filter's gone. I'm like, coach, I'm going to be honest. I've been leaking for eight straight days. Like, I don't know how I feel. And, like, the team started laughing. She's like, I'm sorry, you've been leaking? I'm like, no, I mean sweating. I've been, like, everything's – it's just – I was like, I'm sorry. And she just started laughing. She's like, that was too much information. But anyways, that might have been too much information for you as well. (laughs) Heat and humidity. Heat and humidity. That's what we know in the summer. So, all good. Exactly. And so I'm acclimating now. Hey, 2-0 in my indie tennis league. I'll take it. I'm working up the rankings just past Dalton Thieneman, uh, which was – 
it was inevitable, let's be clear. But no, it's again, it's a good time to be outside. And, you know, again, I know you have been going probably to the Western and Southern Open, what, at least 15 years now, something like that. Uh, every and, year since 1984. So, yeah. Uh, there you go. And a couple year, of cicadas in there. Last year and, was the first year. Yeah, exactly. This is my first go around with the cicadas either. So. Yeah, uh, but so you know, my my question to you, just because you do mention it, the fact that it's going to be a full crowd, I, beyond just looking forward to it from a fan perspective, what does that mean for you guys, just to be able to be back in front of everyone again? Yeah, I mean it's it's huge. Um, you know, I know every state's got their different uh, protocols that they're you know re- relaxing, removing whatever it may be. Ohio, they they removed uh, all the COVID mandates uh, as of. June 2nd, I believe, yesterday. So, um, yeah, so I think a lot of people here are just excited to um, try to kind of take another step back towards what feels like normal. Um, you know, you can go to a Reds game, you know, the, the tennis tournament coming up in August, which is a, you know, that's a huge regional draw. I mean, even a semi-national draw, I think for people to feel like they can, uh, you know, go there and, and have a good time and, not be sweating the details or not sure what to do. I think, you know, this announcement being made, you know, a couple months in advance of the tournament, will get plenty of, plenty of time for people to, to really settle in with that and feel like they can go out there and have a good time and not be, not be sweating the details or uh, what should I be doing or, or things like that. Um, you know, from a retail standpoint, we're obviously really excited to um, kind of launch as the, the tennis point um, branding of uh, part of our business. So that's, that's obviously a, a new partnership for us. Um, you know, Tennis Point's a really great company uh, in Germany, great tennis community. Um, they do uh, some events in, in Europe as well and just have a lot of things that we align on, and we're really excited to work with them on, uh, on activating. Um, so it's it, it just it's going to be here before we know it. I mean, it's coming. It'll be here in a, a couple months, so... We're just in that planning phase now. Again, where that that announcement just came out pretty recently that it's 100% capacity, we can now really plan with our eyes wide open uh, to what we think that's going to look like, and, and and that means you know our retail space uh, will be the same size that it was. Uh, you know, we should be able to place uh, all the products in there as as we would like. Um, that wasn't always as clear when we thought maybe there was going to be 50 or 75% capacity, but now that it's hundred percent, you know, feeling like, uh, you know, we've got some, some pretty good flexibility there. And, uh, you know, obviously we work really close with, with the tournament to make sure that we're compliant and following, uh, you know, what guidelines there may be, but, uh, but feeling like, uh, just another step back towards, um, fun and, and normalcy and, um, excitement. And, um, yeah, we're just, we're really looking forward to it. So, um, just, yeah, we just got to knock it out one day at a time right now. There's a lot, lot to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. And I'm curious cause you guys are situated. I want to say, are you guys next to the ACE competition or the ACE competition, hard to serve machine where you're just slamming the ball as hard as you can. You guys are right next to there, right? Or across from it. Yeah. Other no, side? That's, that's attached to the side of the tent basically. So yeah, right? that's, yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's where we are. It's, uh, it's, I want to say it's the South, Southeastern portion of the, of the venue. Um, I, I was gonna, it's right side of the food court. Yeah, You're right. right Southeastern. Right right, yeah, court. right side of the food yep. court. That's, for yep. the way, testament to the branding. We weren't even friends. I just remember it that well. <laughs> yeah, there'll be, a, be different different logoing on the front of the tent. And then once you go in the tent, I mean, it'll be it'll be tennis point everywhere you look. So just kind of that, that the rebranding of Midwest sports to 
tennis point uh, will be fully done at that point. Um, you know, I mentioned to you before when we were talking offline, just uh, that we changed the uh, the URL, the web address on our website to uh, tennis-point.com as of uh, a couple days ago. So uh, just migrating that over, and uh, you know, again, looking forward to uh, to working with uh, with the team from from Germany on uh, on that brand transition, and just excited with uh, with all the things that that's going to bring along with it. I mean, they're again really great tennis people um, enjoy building that tennis community that we enjoy as well. And Western and Southern Open is a great place to really interact with that community. So we're, uh, we're looking forward to it. No, absolutely. And, you know, again, um, I think we're all looking forward to being at that event. I'm curious who the player is that you're most looking forward to seeing. Just uh, because I feel like it's been a year. Have you gotten to experience Sinner? Um, not that I remember. I probably have seen him play, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely want to see him uh, live and in action. Um, Berrettini, um, Osaka. I mean, I, I, and then, of course, the old favorites, you know, Serena, Roger. You know, just because you're not sure how many more chances you're maybe going to have a chance to see them play. That's the, that's, that's the thing with, uh, with, with seeing kind of the old guard. You know, you, you want to get one last shot uh, to, to see him play. But yeah, then seeing some of those young kind of up and coming players too, um, live in action. Um, I, I just, I kind of love all of it. So, you know, whether. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, the better question may have been is there anyone you're not looking forward to seeing play? Uh, and it sounds like the answer no, is. No, not really. I mean, that's a hard question to answer anyway. My God. Yeah, like exactly. Single somebody out. Cause, I mean, I, as much as, you know, Kyrgios has had his moments here, I mean, I, I think he got defaulted the last time he played in Cincinnati, but I love watching him play. I mean, the guy is just. He, he's just off the charts with with his playing ability. Um, so he's just I, I love watching him play too. So you know, love him or hate him, um, I mean, he's a great player, and you can't can't really argue that. So um, yeah. no, I, I, I and I think that's how people are, are looking at it in Cincinnati, or they're, they're going to come to this tournament. They're just they're excited to be out and seeing a sporting event and and being social with people again and. I just think that's such a that's normally a huge part of it anyway, but I think this year it's going to be even a bigger uh, part of it uh, for people just to get back out and enjoy themselves. No, there's no doubt about that. I know I am looking forward to hopefully being on the ground there. Uh, we'll see if I can stay all week. I don't know if I can negotiate you that. Better, but... Yeah, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this from out there. We're gonna we're gonna make make like special event uh, opportunities here that. Really, we didn't okay. get to do in 2020. So, um, yeah, I, let's let's definitely make make some time to do that. All right, I'm going all week. That's lock that in right now, Dalton. <laughs> I hope you hear this. Let's be clear. It's it's uh you know no, it's, I'm going on company <laughs> time. Is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but no, I'm a hundred percent in. That sounds awesome. A thousand percent, honestly. And then you know, again, we have some other topics we want to get to. But yeah. my final tennis point related question: Do they give you the updated gear? Do you have to like put the Midwest sports shirts into the closet? You're like, I'm going to give these to my grandkids someday. It's going to be great. And now it's all tennis point gear from here on in. Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, it's not like it was some big, huge mandate, but it's kind of like, <laughs> no, you know, of course, kind it's of an the, update. But that's the branding. That's the branding of the company. So, I mean, I, I've got no problem with that whatsoever. It's, it's a, it's a cool looking logo. Um, hundred percent. I'm it's more like what do they hook you up with? Is it like here's the long sleeve, here's the shirt, here's the <laughs> collar? Like what are we working with? Well, no, I mean we've got the brand guidelines and everything. So we actually we create uh a lot of that stuff here it's just because it's easier to, it's easy to source at stateside. So yeah, I mean we've got polo shirts going, we've got t shirts, 
uh, got some quarter zips. Um, you know, right now, again, we're just kind of ramping that stuff up. So internally, um, we've started making some of that, but then we're going to start to create a sort of a private label uh, line of apparel that we're going to we're going to sell and. Uh, you know, we'll probably do some promotion here and there with things, uh, you know, within guidelines, of course. But, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's you know, yellow is their big, uh, big color, really bright, eye-catching. And then black and white kind of uh, kind of rounds out the, the color palette. So uh, expect that tent uh, out at the Western Southern Open to have quite a bit of uh, yellow and uh, some black and white. Uh, with tennis point everywhere, so uh, and then we'll all be decked out as well. So um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying up. this. Oh, sorry. No, I'll see if I can hook you up. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm not saying this necessarily to you, but just to the people out there who are wondering my quarter zip size. It's a large. Yeah, um, all just, right. yeah just you know, just sure. to, to asking track for a friend. Asking for yeah, a friend. <laughs> exactly. I know a guy who knows a guy who's named Alex Gruskin. Um, and <laughs> yeah. Anyways, but no, of course I will say because. You guys were kind enough to give us some Midwest sports gear. I, of course, rock it proudly when I was at in Orlando because that's all I have at this point, that and team shirts. Um, and, you know, I was rocking it on day four, and someone comes up to me and goes, hey, aren't they tennis point now? And I was like, they are. I was like, I'm yeah. glad you're paying attention. Thank you for that. And so that was pretty cool for whatever it's worth. Um, that was a noticeable moment for me. But, of course, one of the very cool things uh, that you guys will continue to be doing, as always, is carrying the best and the brightest uh, equipment available for all of those tennis players out there. And that, of course, brings me to some of the topics I wanted to talk with you about today because we've got a bunch of new things out there. And I think one of the, I don't want to say premier items, but I, I know something that we were talking about a lot when I was in Orlando are just different string types. And I know a lot of these players in the college rink because I was talking to uh, my buddy Jay Lewandowski, who does a bunch yeah. of the stringing. And I'm sure that's yeah a name you're familiar with. And yeah. Um, you know, I was like, so what are these players using nowadays? Like, give, give me the mix in. What's the big string? And, you know, again, Luxalon brand in general is something that gets thrown around uh, thrown around a lot out there. I know they've got the Luxalon 101, right? Those are the newest edition? Well, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's a line of string that's been around for, uh, for a little while. Um, it's distributed in the U.S. by Wilson, uh, which people may or may not know already, but, um, uh, it's a it's a family-owned company. It's actually been around since the late '50s, um, and they've uh, you know they do a lot of uh, medical sutures and filaments, and it's not just tennis strings. So it's just interesting what their background is. But it's a you know small Belgian company again, been around since uh, I think '59, and they've got like 25 employees, and they make everything right there. Everything is medical grade construction, so it's super high quality. And um, they've been working with Wilson uh, on distribution since I believe 2005. I could be wrong on that by a couple of years, but um, forgive me, Wilson, if I'm off by a few years. But, um, <laughs> we, uh, you know, we, we had a really cool breakout with uh, their global product manager uh, about a month ago, and he just kind of gave us the rundown, just the ins and outs. Hey, you may, you guys may already know this stuff, you may not, but just no, it was really cool. He took like an hour and did a did a Zoom call with us. Um, you know, it was evening his time, so he even he even worked within our schedule to uh, to present to us. Andreas Bergen, giving a shout out there. He's the global product manager for Luxalon. But uh, 
you know, great guy and just really has a lot of passion for, for the product. And uh, I think that comes through and it's pretty amazing. Uh, some of the statistics they were sharing with us, just uh, the presence that's on tour with Luxalon string. I mean, it's like 50% of the tour uses Luxalon string. And they even said it was 60% of the winners, <laughs> the event winners um, use this string line. And it's, um, it's interesting because it's, it's not been around for that long. I mean, it really entered, the consumer conscience in the very late late 90s uh early 2000s maybe it started to get a little more broadly used but uh, a guy named gustavo kerton won the french open um in the late 90s playing with luxalon and uh, i believe he was the first player to win a grand slam using their string and that kind of started the trend of um the pro players making that shift towards the polyester strings and it allows them to use rackets that are maybe a little bit more powerful. And then the polyester string provides some of the control that allows them to swing the way they swing in today's modern game. So, um, you know, Luxlon's really, uh, they're always looking to innovate and come up with, uh, with new ideas. But at the, the fundamentals of their line is framed around polyester. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's really solid. I mean, we sell it really well. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of different um, options within the series, even though they're topically considered polyester. Uh, there's nuance within each uh, kind of part of the line that they kind of gave us a little bit of a breakdown. Uh, we actually have a blog post that we put out there that kind of runs through this. I don't want to get too long winded, <laughs> put everybody to sleep. But um, yeah, there's just we put some more detail on there. They've got a, a really cool. Um, kind of pictogram that lays out the, how the family of Luxlon strings relates to one another, whether you're looking for power, control, comfort, spin, and kind of where each string falls into the range, uh, depending on what you're looking for. So, um, but really, uh, really top-notch quality, um, you know, great tour presence, which I think le legitimizes it to the highest level of, uh, of performance. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's been around for 20 plus years. So this isn't something that just showed up yesterday and people aren't so sure about it. I mean, it, it's pretty proven at this point. So, um, really, uh, really solid line of string. I never thought I was good enough to upgrade to Luxalon. I was like, you know what, just throw in whatever. It'll be, it's, it's the same. Um, but no, you're absolutely right. I think Luxalon is a brand that has just become, uh, synonymous with all things tennis and, uh, yeah, again, I think that is one of the most highest, uh, most frequently used strings that we saw at the college event. Now, of course, something that I updated prior to going to uh, Orlando myself, and again, I mentioned that any tennis league, I'm going to continue to drop the fact that I'm 2-0 just so I can jinx myself into my first loss and get it done with. Right. Um, but, you know, I had to update my kicks as well, and I got the latest Nikes, I uh, got the Nike Cage 4 as a matter of fact, and I believe that's the newest model as well, and I have to say they were a lot less i suppose worn down uh than they were uh, two weeks prior than they are now i i use them i wore them to the site every day because the first day i wore them my one of my friends uh, who plays for illinois was like new kicks like those are i believe the word he used was fresh and i was like yes they are new kicks i'm gonna wear these every day now um but again i know nike cage 4 that's the new model right yeah, so they've got color updates that they come out with every season. Uh, Nike's kind of known for rolling out uh, new new colorways every uh, every three months. They do it four times a year now. So 
Um, yeah, so the Cage 4 has been around, came out in 2020, um, and then we've got color updates each season in 2021. We're in the summer season now, the second season. So, um, yeah, that's kind of their hallmark for durability, stability, uh, that kind of locked-in feel. Um, you know, for a lot of players in the summer, uh, you know, a lot of people will play on clay, but there's plenty, plenty uh, more that also play on hard courts, especially outside. There's going to be really gritty surfaces, can really wear out shoes. And if you're looking for something that's, that's durability, that has a lot of durability, that has a, an outsole guarantee, you know, the Nike Cage 4 um, has that. And, um, you know, even if you don't need that, but you're still pretty hard on shoes, you know, it's, it's just a great, stable, really comfortable, um, comfortable kind of all-around player's shoe. I wear those myself. I don't need the durability. I don't play enough to burn through the soles in six months to get another pair. But um, it just feels really good on my foot. Um, just gives you that really locked-in feel. A uh, little heavier, but, you know, you got to break them in just a little bit, but not the end of the world. I think most tennis shoes, you, you have to break them in just a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, they just make you feel really secure out on the court. Um, you know, it's the shoe they script for Rafa, uh, to be honest. I mean, he wears an old, an older version of it. It's, it's not exactly the same. doesn't really matter. We're not playing like Rafa. So it doesn't matter that he's got something a little different, but, um, they usually, come, <laughs> they usually, they usually color it up to look kind of like what they're selling to the, uh, to the consumer. But, uh, but no, for the average, uh, the average person getting out there and playing, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's Nike's top of the line. I mean, it's a, it's a great shoe all around. So, um, yeah, that's definitely, you got a good one there. So I agree with you. Yeah. It's, and I got it in all white as well. And again, it looked beautiful those first few days and then you sweating it a couple of times. Yeah. And... They, they usually give you, you know, four or five color options. You can go mild or wild depending on what your taste. <laughs> um, we've got purple ones right now. So, I mean, they're, they're all over the place. They make them, uh, I think now it's become a men's shoe only, uh, the women's shoe they phased out and they've got some new things coming out, but, uh, but no, it's a, just a really good all around, um, durability shoe. Um, you know, Asics kind of has their contemporary called the gel resolution eight. Again, it ticks a lot of the same boxes, uh, durable outsole, six month warranty, uh, really stable for side to side movement, little beefier construction. So, you know, a little, little bit of break in required with those, but, um, uses their gel cushioning, which is kind of one of their hallmarks from running. So it just feels super good out of the box. You can just slide them right in. You feel that cushioning right away. Um, but, uh, you know, kind of the contemporary from Asics, um, Gel Resolution 8, that's that's a really good one too. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, just again, I know I think we've talked about this before, but there's a lot of Asics love out there. Asics is on the rise. I, that's okay. at least my feeling on the ground. I feel like a lot of people are wearing Asics much more than when I was in the juniors. Yeah, I think a lot of that they can thank the uh, success they've had in the running side of things. Um, True. You know, they're extremely well known on the running side, really made a name for themselves. Um, somewhere they're in the one, two, three slot in terms of the biggest running brands. But uh, yeah, and I think a lot of people have confidence in knowing what their product's like on the running side. So it made them feel pretty confident in trying the tennis shoes because really they've not had, they've got Novak now, but they've, they've had him for. I think three years now, um, but even before Novak, they never really had a big kind of household name player necessarily, you know, repping the brand that was driving tennis players from that side. It was really, I think, the product and the reputation they had on the running side that really helped them 
kind of build up the following that they have today. And, and they make a great product and the colorways are always really strong. And um, they just do a lot of things well with, with how they put their product together. So, um, and, and again, it's been around, you know, I said the ASIC gel resolution eight. So it's the eighth version of the shoe. So they just, they kind of keep evolving the line. So then the loyalty, I think starts to play, come into play as well. People, find a shoe they like and they're like oh okay the seven is gone now i'll buy the eight and then they usually kind of pick up without missing a beat so um something to be said for that not all brands do that a lot of brands like to try to reinvent the wheel every year and um sometimes it aggravates people when they do that so <laughs> no i was gonna just credit alex Demonauer. i just figured he just has a huge following people just love him or jen brady shout out to jen brady i'm pretty sure she rocks the a6 as well um no, it, it's clear they work. Um, now we've discussed my feelings about Babylon, but I know a lot of people love Babylon. Uh, I just it, it's too free for me. I need I need it's it, again when Babylon's for you, it works exceptionally. This is not to slander Babylon. Not every racket is going to fit every human, uh, but I know their shoes, those Propulse Furies in particular, um, that they, they do look nice. Uh, they they pass that test. Well, yeah, and I think this is one that's. Uh... I, I guess you could call it a sleeper a little bit just because it's from a, you know, it's from a racket company, a uh, string company. I mean, it's a, a tennis brand at its core. And um, maybe they're not the first uh, thought that people have when they think of tennis shoes. But, uh, yeah, they've made a, a really good tennis shoe for, for a while now. Uh, the Fury's been there. Um, their durability, stability shoe that, again, kind of lines up with the Nike Cage 4, A6 Res 8. Uh, we can talk about the Adidas Bar- Barricade in August when that comes back. But I'm I'm not saying anything more about that, um, but, but it takes that durability box and, you know, very comfortable uh, because it's a French company. Of course, they have to put Michelin tire rubber on the outsole. Uh, so they even uh, kind of give a little nod there to how well the shoes hold up. Um, yeah, you don't see a million players on tour in them. They have a handful of players uh, that they sponsor on the racket side that they also have uh, footwear on their on their feet. But, um, you know, it's uh, it's just a really nice if you're looking for something a little different but still holds up well, fits well, um, very stable, very durable. That's what the Fury uh, is kind of meant to tick. And they always do kind of crazy colors, uh, neutral colors, if you want something more toned down. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of times you'll see somebody wearing them and you're like, oh, what is that? So if you're kind of looking for a shoe that maybe makes people ask you what it is, that's a good one for that because it's not, it's not your typical um, offering from one of the big three uh, usual suspect brands so <laughs> mm-hmm. no it's again it it works like there's no denying that and again there's so many great Babylon products it's tough to pick from uh and that was i would say i'm trying to think what were the two most rackets i saw used it was definitely wilson and Babylon. those were the two at uh and then i, I yeah i do think those were the top two pretty clearly there are, there are some heads still obviously thrown in there and mm-hmm. you know other yeah, brands yeah. as well but those are probably the most i have seen and obviously i do feel like i mean Babylon is still more known for the racket than the shoe correct yeah they are i mean fundamentally they were a string company for a long time for you know 100 plus years before they even got into rackets so um you know their racket business interestingly enough, started to kind of spiral up um, around the time that Luxalon really started to come into play. And you could say those, even though they're completely different brands, um, the design of the Babylon rackets, where it was that 100 square inch head, a little more power than the old traditional, you know, thinner beam rackets, it almost 
needed something that was stiffer to help harness some of that power. So, um, you know, Babolat obviously started working on polyester string as well and, and had their own entry into the marketplace as well. But uh, it's just interesting how those two types of products kind of really started to, uh, to, to emerge in the late 90s. Um, and I think they're kind of, they kind of work hand in hand, um, you know, for, for that player that swings kind of hard and fast, think how Rafa swings at the, swings at the ball. Um, you know, if polyester strings didn't exist, there'd, there'd be no way you could swing at the ball like that with that type of racket and expect it to stay in the court. Um, so just pretty interesting. Yeah, no, they, um, yeah, again, the rackets speak for themselves. What can I say about a Babolat racket that isn't already <laughs> known? But, you know, speaking of already known and Babolat rackets, it's the French Open. Men's side, we already know. It's Rafa's tournament to lose. I was reading the stat earlier today. He's lost, like, 16 sets or something crazy like that since – it might be actually, like, 22 sets since 2005 at Roland Garros. Like, I, the person who has taken the most sets from him is Novak Djokovic. How many sets has Novak Djokovic taken from Rafa since 2005? Let's see if you know Man. this answer. Price is right rules. So as long as you don't go over, you're okay. Um Oh man, we don't. So I don't go over. Like, so I can't say one dollar. That would be cheating. <laughs> you know, one dollar is good. That's um, <laughs> a good bet. Yeah, one dollar is the winner. <laughs> um, man, that's a good question. Uh, why don't we say? We'll say five. Seven. Okay. Seven total sets. How many has Roger taken? Wow. Um, not that many. <laughs> four. Yeah. Four sets since 2005. He's lost that's, four sets to better. It's really something else on that surface. I mean, you would think there'd be enough, you know, in any given year that somebody would find a chink in his armor to be able to, mm-hmm. um, to, to just put it all together to take him out. And, and, uh, you know, Novak did it once. And then what we had Robin, Robin Soderling, Soderling did it the other yeah. time, which I still just blows me away to this day. Um, but, yeah, the run that he's had at the French Open is just really – like, we're never going to see that again, um, that kind of dominance by one player on one surface. I mean, that's just – but it's cool to kind of be able to experience it. Um, so, yeah, it's his to lose. I, I don't see anything – anybody getting in his way. I mean, I guess he's got he's got Novak in his side of the draw, but then Novak – Novak could be fed, I guess, in the, in the quarters. Um and then we got Rafa in the semis, so that's uh, yeah, that that side of the draw is where the uh, where the winner is going to come from. I mean, I, I love <laughs> I love watching Sitsipas play, but I just I just don't see him having the the firepower to to take uh, to take down Rafa. Mm-hmm. No, it's it, Rafa's the same. I I agree with you. I like you can't pick against Rafa. I said I've said this before on the podcast. He can lose this year, and I'm still going to pick him next year. It's when he loses two years in a row that I'm going to stop picking him. <laughs> well, because no. it's like, until that happens, you know, again, that'll, that'll be the next uh, yeah, yeah, full circle a, here. They'll call it a career if he starts losing that much. So Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was going to say to go full circle, that'll be another full cicada from now. <laughs> so I think we've got some time. Uh, to say the least, women's side, are you all in on Sviantec? I am, and I'm so glad you you said. I was just going to say Ega because I, I know I'm not going to say her, <laughs> her last name properly, which which is why well, I need to do better because I I love watching her play. I, lo- I love her game. Um, boy, she had a just incredible run in Italy um, leading up to this. I mean, she won the final O and O. So yeah, I, I don't I don't see who's going to beat her. Um, I I would have said. Uh, I mean, I guess Serena would have played Osaka. I would have loved to have seen that matchup, but. Uh, 
you know, I'm still rooting for Serena. Um, you know, I want to see Serena and Iga in the final. So we'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see how that pans out. I mean, it looks like things are kind of tracking in that direction. Um, but, uh, you know, who knows? It's still, we've still got, uh, still got a few rounds to go. You never, you never know what's going to happen, but, uh, that's, that's the matchup I'm, uh, I'm rooting to see. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think that's going to be a fun one. I think Sabalenka's playing so well that I think she might just do it. I, it's tough. I, I mean, Iga though, she's lost like four games in her past. Like she's on a Rafa streak right now. It's yeah. stupid how good she has. You can been. just put it together on that surface and, uh, uh you know, playing with a a new racket that she had been working with Technofiber on, I guess, recently, and, and seems to be playing really well with with a lot of confidence. Uh, uh, wearing the Asics shoes, you know, give that shout out there too. So it's, uh, you know, I, I think she's firing on all cylinders and seems to be really comfortable on the surface. So um, I think that that lines up well for a uh, for a repeat for her. So we'll uh, we'll see. No, again, it should be a really really fun. Uh, French Open regardless of what happens but you know again just to clarify and I know we talked about it at the beginning tennis dash not the spell out but the symbol on your keyboard tennis dash point.com now right that is correct yeah we switched uh, switched those uh, switched the URL over on uh, on Tuesday so it's uh, yeah tennis dash point.com uh, the dash is important so um, but uh, yeah just everything uh, everything tennis that you're looking for um just looking to uh, to pick up where uh, Midwest Sports left off, and uh, just looking to bring you all the best and uh, and brightest in the world of, uh, of tennis products. So, um, working hard to keep things in stock right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's always a good thing. And again, I always appreciate you taking the time to chat. And sincerely, I'm spending the week in Cincy. I'm very much looking forward to that event. Very much getting look uh, looking forward to the chance to hang out. Dave, thank you as always for Likewise. taking the time. St- stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Alex. I appreciate uh, appreciate the talk. We'll talk to you soon. Of course. Take care, my friend. You too. Thank you. Hope all of you enjoyed our conversation with Tennis Point's Dave Limke. Again, it's tennis-point.com. If you type in midwestsports.com, you'll be redirected there, but it's tennis-thesymbolpoint.com now to find all of the best gears at all of the best prices. Again, a thank you to Dave for taking the time to chat. A thank you for scheduling me before he schedules our friends over on Tennis One, where he is going to be tomorrow on Crowdview Live, and you may even see my face pop in on that Crowdview Live. So again, thank you to Dave for taking the time to chat of course in the meantime we know french open it's rocking and rolling you can catch recaps day in day out on the mini break podcast you can find our college tennis season finale on the great shot podcast this week part one our thoughts on orlando part two a mailbag edition of the show that is honestly one of my three favorite podcasts we've ever done here at Crack Rackets. And again, you can find all the content at our website, CrackRackets.com. You need the more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We are at Crack Rackets. You want to uh, message me directly, I'm at Great Shot Pod. A shout out, as always, to super producer Max Ligner and Daniel Westoff for the f*** of an editing job they do day in, day out. Shout out again as well to our friends at Tennis Point. That's tennis-point.com. All the best gear, all the best prices. But with that in mind, for 
our wonderful guests, Dave Limke, super producers Fligner and Westhoff, our friends at Tennis Point, and all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you all soon. Thanks, everyone.